Hi, and welcome to CSM Toolbox. Every month, leaders of their industry share with us their experiences and insights. I had the opportunity to talk to Ellie Hutton, Head of Customer Success at Dooley. She's passionate about developing a user-first digital strategy and aligning the business around the customer to earn the right to grow. Dooley is the fastest way to update Salesforce, take sales notes, and easily manage all your deals. We started our conversation talking about how G2 rated Dooley number one most loved sales engagement software in their summer 2021 grid report. She'll be telling us more about it and their journey next. Join me and let's open that toolbox. Customers today have an expectation that they have a voice and that their voice will be heard and that the company will action it. And if they don't, they'll go somewhere else because I think that they expect to be involved in the process. Thanks very much. Yeah, we're pretty pleased. Our users are amazing people and they love our software. And it's it's lovely to see that reflected in written comments on G2. It speaks greatly about the product and obviously the team. And we know that some of these tools might be used for sales. The use case for customer success definitely is there. But if you can tell us um, for customer success teams, what problem is Zuli trying to solve? Mm-hmm, absolutely. I think for CSMs, very similar to sales folk, because they're often having to do a very similar job, they need to document and keep track of all the things that are happening with their accounts. They're often using Salesforce for that. Today, our platform connects to Salesforce, and it makes all of that admin work that's painful and takes a huge amount of time. Mm-hmm. It reduces all of that time so that the CSM can regain more time for talking to more customers. It also helps them be more organized and be able to prioritize their accounts better so that they can understand where they need to focus their time and their energy based on the data that they've already inputted. And we also help them by giving them enablement tools while they're on calls. So again, very similar to a salesperson. Mm -hmm. If you're a CSM and you're on a call and somebody says, hey, I got a call from your competitor yesterday, they need to be able to answer those questions very easily. So we give them the playbook so they can answer those questions on the fly without having to dig through, you know, your post-it notes that you've got on your monitor or the hundred uh, slide deck where your playbook might normally live. So we definitely help CS folks just be their best self at work, regain that time so that they're not having to spend a ton of time, you know, after hours on the weekend, trying to organize all of their, their work and get all their admin work done. What you mentioned there about there is a lot of similarities in terms of, I, I will say definitely the admin work for both uh, CS and sales folks. It's always, yeah, a pain and Dooley definitely relieves that. And as head of customer success, what have you learned so far from customers' feedback? Well, customers' feedback is critical. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we were a very small business a year ago, and now we're growing, going through hyper growth. And Mm. we couldn't be where we are today without being very, very closely connected to our customers, to our users. We do not have any silos in our business. So there's never any, you know, infighting or fighting or struggle to get Mm. the customer's voice heard. Our product team 
wants to hear from our customers all the time. Most of the feedback that we hear, you know, 90% of it is feedback that we've already heard. And we can say like, yes, we are actually fixing these things or, or we've made a decision not to do this thing because it's not a direction that our product wants to go in. So I think the, the lack of silos makes a big difference in terms of making the feedback actually land in the right places and have it be actioned. So it doesn't just... So the customer or the user doesn't just give feedback and have it just be hanging out in space. It actually goes somewhere. It actually is actioned very quickly. And in return of that, we also kind of close the feedback loop with our users. So when we, we have people who have put in a ticket, we want to get back to them and say like, hey, we actually fixed this. And they're always surprised by the speed and how fast and nimble we can be about those, those changes and impactful improvements. I'm a researcher by trade, so customer feedback is a natural part of my DNA. And I think that customers today have an expectation that they have a voice and that their voice will be heard and that the company will action it. And if they don't, they'll go somewhere else because I think that they expect to be involved in the process. And perhaps it is the advantage of being a startup where you can bring, let's say, someone from product, from someone from marketing, as you said, from your background in research, product uh, managers could actually join uh, calls with customer success managers. In this case, looking at the customer journey, we might have different objectives, the purpose of the CS and the PM going into that call. But I think we're just looking at this holistic view when it comes to the customer journey. Yeah, 100%. I think one of the biggest things that I think is a huge advantage today is like using a tool like Gong, for example, that records all mm. of your calls that you can give snippets to your product organization. I think that that's huge because playing broken telephone, having the CS team being very close to the customers and documenting the feedback and stuff, if it's not direct, like if mm. the product organization can't hear the exact voice of the customer actually saying the pain and showing the pain on their screen, it can sometimes be harder to convince them the thing needs to be fixed, whether it's big or small. You know, like sometimes you have to battle for like these small things. It's like, this is a just one sprint ticket. It'll take somebody an hour to fix this. Like we've been having this conversation. It's going to take longer than fixing the darn thing. So I think that making sure that that, that connection point happens, whether it's having the product folks join calls, whether it's letting them, mm. like having them have their own calls, connecting the dots to customers so they can talk to people directly, or whether it's sharing those actual recorded snippets. I think all those things are very, very positive and just making sure that the silos don't exist so that there isn't any broken telephone happening. I think that that's absolutely critical. Yeah. And it is so valuable as well. And even I'm sure this has happened to you as well, where we get a lot of questions in the customer success community from people where they are trying to, and I'm doing some air quotes here, like breaking to customer success. For your hires, what skills and characteristics will you be looking for? What we're looking for at Dooley, I could share that or I could share kind of in general what it takes to be a CSM. Mm -hmm. Which which would you prefer? <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Okay, maybe I'll, I'll start with what we're looking for and then you can tell me what yep. you think that it's right. The first thing for us is somebody needs to fit kind of culturally and not just fit, they need to be a culture add to what we're building at Dooley. Mm. So, you know, we embrace diversity. We're looking for people that are kind of comfortable with themselves and are happy to bring whatever their self is to the table. I think different perspectives are awesome. So we kind of start there. We start with good humans. <laughs> <laughs> and then 
from there, from the CS perspective, it kind of depends on what part of the, the journey they'll be servicing. So for us, as we're small and we're growing, everybody kind of has to wear multiple hats. I'm, I'm looking for somebody, usually I'm looking for somebody with a particular skill set who also has some kind of um, special unicorn superpowers. <laughs> Something table. So our most recent CSM that we hired had actually just most recently been an SDR. So she was working more top of the funnel on the sales side, but she was very familiar with the whole journey. She understood how to talk to customers. She writes, she writes really well. She's really interested in community. She, she'd been ghostwriting blogs and things like that. So like, oh, you're perfect. It's like you understand the journey. You understand like you're going to understand the sales journey and what our customers are actually needing. You understand the journey itself from our perspective and you'll be able to do extra cool things like writing. And so she's kind of our customer marketing equivalent within the CS team. So that's just one example of like, I'm kind of looking for like a mixture of stuff. But I think in general, I, I look for somebody who has you know, really positive energy that you could put in front of anybody, uh, you know, whether they're talking to a CEO or whether they're talking to a peer or whether they're talking to someone who might be junior to them, that they're, they're able to have those kinds of conversations. And you really do have to put on a kind of different hat sometimes for each of those. I'm looking for someone who's solutions oriented and kind of consultant ish so they can, mm. I like to say, be a little bossy, you know, <laughs> to be able to yeah. lead from the front and not just be reactive. They need to be very proactive and guiding people through the change management that they might need to have. So it's for our software, it's really easy to use and the users can really easily use it. But sometimes there's some change management that has to come along with that as well. And so we need somebody who's very consultant-ish that way and can lead from the front. And then... I think, yeah, just being adaptable and flexible. For us, being small and growing very, very quickly, day after day, week after week, nothing's the same. Like stuff is changing all the time. So people have to be comfortable with ambiguity and comfortable with change. Not everybody is that. And so making sure that people can work in a like in a fast-paced, constantly changing environment. I often see people who do really well as a CSM who maybe have never been in software, never been in SaaS, if they've been a server in a restaurant, thumbs up. <laughs> and they sure. think about how, and very early in my career, I was a server for a few years and that helped me come out of my shell and helped me be able to talk to anybody and navigate all the different parts of the restaurant. You know, you're dealing with the customer, but you have to deal with the kitchen and the customer wants something. You have to show that the kitchen actually makes the thing that they want. It's that's exactly the same. as like, yes, relationship between the customer and the product team. <laughs> exactly. You know, make sure that the sauce gets put on the side or, you know, that the steak is well done. The kitchen doesn't want to make well done steak. Those things are really invaluable skills and very transferable. That's a great analogy. And it, it even made me think of, like, you know, when they say there are too many cooks in the kitchen, <laughs> like when everyone trying to be involved. But well, anyway, that that happens in the back end. <laughs> as long as it doesn't affect the, the customer journey, that's that's the main thing. And actually, I had the opportunity to join one of your webinars last month and where you talked about sometimes customer success teams have maybe difficulties or perhaps we fail to position the value of customer success. Like we sometimes it's more maybe friction will be a bit strong, but let's say we're just trying to position that 
as I said, that real value that customer success teams can bring to the revenue of any organization or any level, if it starts up or if it's a mature organization. And I was really interested in, in what you said there. So maybe you, if you could expand a little bit on that, what has been your experience and what are your thoughts on that topic? Yeah, I think as a CS organization, we need to do a, a much, much better job of proving to our own business what our value is. A lot of times the business doesn't understand what customer success does. I'm like, no, you're just here to make the customers happy. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes, obviously, you want to make the customers yeah. happy. Um, and, and our job is to make our customers so successful that growth and renewal, like this is never in question, that we've done mm -hmm. such a good job that all of the other financial things are easy. We might not own that piece of the financial. And so if you have like an account management team that actually reports into sales and they're actually owning the revenue, then how do you prove, like, how do you prove that CS did what they're supposed to do? And I think that there's many ways that you can do that, but making sure that the business actually understands in a measurable way, what you're bringing to the table and in a measurable way that's related to the key metrics that the, the business is measuring. So obviously like anything related to money, is something that the business mm. is going to care about. So even when CS doesn't actually own renewal or growth, we're like the biggest contributor to it because it wouldn't happen without us. Mm. So we need to be aligned around that metric so that the business can can see what we're doing there. I think the other, the other two pieces of it would be having a measurement for advocacy where customers are letting us shine a spotlight on their success. So whether it's like you mentioned G2 reviews at the beginning or whether it's being able to use their logo, whether it's uh, a customer story that has ROI metrics in it, those things also don't happen unless hmm. CS has done their job. And the third thing would be, and I'm not entirely sure how you'd measure this, but the customer feedback piece. Because that's mm. also CS's job is to make sure that feedback is happening and to be advocates for our customers internally within our own business and making sure that there's the business understands that we have a role there too. If you think about the job that customer success does, we touch every single part of our internal business, every single part of it. Mm -hmm. And so understanding how we're impacting the business as a whole, but then how we're also impacting each of those business units and how we're contributing to the metrics that they're being measured on is really important. And this might be a bit controversial question. Who do you think should own renewals in your opinion, sales or success? I think it depends. I mean, I think that CSMs for sure have the skills to do that. Mm -hmm. They have the relationship. The problem is like, the good cop, bad cop scenario. Mm -hmm. right? And so Here's an example. So everything's going well. The CS relationship that they have with the customer is great. Every, all the users are happy. Everything seems to be going along really well. And then it's renewal time and procurement steps in. The customer's procurement steps in. They're like, hey, mm -hmm. we need to redo paperwork. We want to redo our security because, you know, we just maybe they're about to IPO and they've got all these mm -hmm. things that they're just happy with the time. Like, we need to redo the security review. And then CSM is like, oh, God, okay, well, they're asking questions I don't actually know the answer to. And someone mm -hmm. who is a salesperson who's used to dealing with and navigating relationships that are outside of kind of the day-to-day -day relationship, then they can come in and help. And they can make that conversation go a lot more smoothly. They can answer all the questions. They're used to dealing with the paper. They're used to dealing mm -hmm. with the InfoSec, the security review stuff. 
And it can take the painful piece, those difficult conversations out of what the CS person needs to do. So they can, going back to what I said originally, they can just focus yeah. on making people happy. Right? Like it's <laughs> obviously so much more than that, but they can have yeah. more of the happier conversations. And their job is to help contribute to the value. So whatever value that that customer is receiving and to be able to show that in numeric terms so that, again, the renewal and growth is never in question because they can very clearly see their return on investment and what value you're bringing to the table. But I, I do think that it's helpful to have a second person involved in the difficult conversations. I think in some cases, like if the renewal is just kind of automatic and there's not really any growth potential, mm-hmm. there's no paperwork yeah. and like literally it's just a yes. <laughs> yeah. That is expensive to involve a second person. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if you already have that process in place, then it probably makes sense just to keep that process be separate from what the CS is doing. Yeah, and I think it also comes down to as well your what you're saying there about segmentation. I know I have done renewals myself and maybe it was more of a small, medium business sized versus if you will have an enterprise account where as the example with procurement, finance, getting all of these cooks in the kitchen from the customer side where yeah, definitely I think having that tag team between the CSM and the account manager, it makes sense to actually bring perhaps more people to the table when it comes to negotiating and yeah, more paperwork and admin that needs to be done for sure. Yeah, I think for us, like a year from now, when we have, we do have some segmentation now, Mm -hmm. you know, as we grow and grow and grow, there'll be even more. And then there'll be very clear lines about who's going to do what and what's needed. For some renewals, it'll just be done automated within the product because they're just yeah. paying on credit card and others need an invoice. And anyway, there's a whole other layer of complication and paperwork that needs to happen for some, for sure. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. no, totally agree. And as well, well, something that I want to ask you too, besides Dooley, what other uh, mobile or web app um, you cannot live without? Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd have to say... Well, aside from Dooley, yes. <laughs> My workbook is Dooley. I use Dooley for everything and our CS team and organization uses Dooley for organizing everything that they do. I'd have to say Gong. Gong is great. I think it's really, you know, we grew from, we were 10 people, we're 50 people today. We'll be over 100 people by the end of the year. Gong is what's helping us connect the dots for all the new folks that are joining so they can get up to speed super fast about like, hey, what's our pitch? Hey, what are customers saying? Hey, what does our demo look like? Mm -hmm. Hey, what's the product feedback? Hey, what was confusing for people? Gong helps connect all those dots, which is amazing. And it means that like you don't have to try and go through hours and hours of Zoom calls because nobody does that. And nobody has the time to sit in live on most calls. I and mean, we do that sometimes as well. But I think Gong has mm-hmm. been a real game changer for us. Yeah. And what else is in your toolbox outside of work, like non-related uh, <laughs> apps? <laughs> I try not to go, go online when I'm working. <laughs> Gosh, I like to be doing like painting and drawing and playing with my daughter. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, well, that's great. Actually, one guest as well mentioned cast iron. That's another tool <laughs> other than an application. So <laughs> very true. Yes. Yeah. My crepe pan, like I have a cast iron crepe pan and it's awesome. App related would be Goodreads. I do like Goodreads. Uh, yeah. I also uh, heard about that one and it was great, Ellie, to hear from you and yes, the journey and that rapid growth. 
Catuli is experiencing, it's it's great to hear and to see for sure. And from the CS community, is there any way that uh, can they reach out to you? What would be the best way? Yeah, feel free to DM me on LinkedIn. Happy to chat anytime. Yeah, just okay. if you are going to send me a note, please point out in like your opening line that you're a CSM. <laughs> <laughs> they have to make sure to, to specify that so. <laughs> I'll definitely spend more time there <laughs> <laughs> great thank you so much Shelly it was a, a pleasure uh, hearing your insights and yeah hope to chat to you soon thanks so much Isabel have a great day bye, bye. Esse podcast foi editado por Aerolitos, edição inteligente.